electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber along with Jim Cramer. Carl Quintanilla continues to have the morning off. Hope he's had an enjoyable uh, week off. And Jim, you and I have had an interesting week as well, of course, as we get ready to wrap up trading a half hour from now. Our viewers can see we are set up for a higher open. Uh, with the S&P futures looking up as much as almost 1% at this point. And it would obviously be fairly strong gains this week after the weakness we saw in the broader markets last week. Um, not a lot of individual news this morning, no. Jim, but always curious as to what sort of caught your attention. Oil at 40 makes people feel, hey, wait a second, maybe the economy's not so bad. Uh, maybe that's the V. When you get a V, you get a lot of stocks being bought. Uh, we have, of course, an Apple price target boost because, what is it, Friday? We need one. Uh, a couple of companies yep. reported that were not disastrous. That's regarded as being positive. And uh, the uh, day traders, David, they don't stop. And at one point today, we're going to have to talk about them because of a tragic instance that happened. Yeah, I've been seeing that in my Twitter feed as well. I think CNBC has done some reporting on that um, in terms of Robinhood. Yeah, very unfortunate um, and certainly we will talk about that and we'll talk about your friend, Mr. Portnoy, who I know you follow closely, who apparently a lot of people do. But back to the broader market and actually back to something we spent an awful lot of time talking about over these last few years, which is China trade. Bloomberg right. is reporting that the, the China will accelerate its uh, agricultural purchases from the U.S. Uh, as sort of had been the plan under the agreement, Jim. Uh, potentially a positive, although coming at the same time that Beijing has certainly been kind of tightening things up to make sure that they don't get a second significant outbreak. So things somewhat uh, a little murkier, I guess, for the overall Chinese economy. But you know what, David? I mean, maybe the Chinese are hedging their bets. Uh, They're discovering something that I think we should have they should have known if they ever listened to Speaker Pelosi, which is that the Democrats are hardcore anti-China because it takes away labor from the United States. So, I mean, maybe the Chinese are saying, you know what, let's buy some grain. Uh, if this guy wins again, at least uh, we're, we got a toe in the water. Uh, and I think that matters because there's been no olive branch uh, to, that I've seen toward China, although the Bolton book obviously convolutes things. I've not, I've not read the book. No, uh, nor have I. Uh, it's not available, of course. He's being, I mean, the Justice Department's going after him. Uh, but we have seen excerpts or at least summaries of some of the things in there. And you're referring, of course, to his contention that uh, President Trump pressured uh, President Xi to do a deal in part and do these kinds of agricultural purposes for the express purpose of trying to ensure his reelection. Um, Jim, you know, You've been a critic of China throughout this period True. for various reasons. Uh, and it's it's hard to imagine that the relationship, as you say, is improving in any any way, 
given the fact that this administration continually refers to it as a virus that came out of right. China and blaming China for not doing enough. But your point also well taken that if there is a Democratic administration, there's no guarantees that things are going to get any better. No, there, I mean, the, the emphasis would be on labor and on the environment. Uh, China being a terrible country in terms of reopening, going back with coal. Uh, the movement out of China, I mean, look, when you buy things now, when you buy furniture, you see on the side, made in, Ma- made in Malaysia, made in Vietnam. It's not an uncommon currency. Now, a lot of people feel like that's just the Chinese moving their nameplate, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I think the Chinese, grain buy is always perceived as something that's viewed as, hey, listen, let's go back to the table. Maybe things have gotten out of control. But the hardliners are still in charge in the White House. Uh, So, I mean, the Chinese are going to have to do more than just live up to one part of their obligation in order for the president to be able to change his view. It's my reportage. Take it for what you want. Understood. Understood. Let me come back to something you'd mentioned right at the top, of course, in terms of us following the markets here. Oil is having a strong, at least at this point, perhaps ready to pierce the $40 level for crude uh, for WTI. Jim, what a ride it's been, of course, for so many of these companies and for the commodity itself. 40 is sort of an important mark here. Just curious to get your thoughts in terms of some of the players here, whether or not it in some way brings more buying into the sector. Occidental Petroleum, I think, uh, happily got an upgrade from somebody today. Uh, you know, we've watched that stock. And then we've watched the likes of Chesapeake, which others have reported and we can see is, you know, not having an easy time of it. And yet this speculation creeps into these names as well. Right. Now, Oxy's uh, is natural gas. There's been no rally whatsoever in natural gas. And the futures indicate it's still going to go down, which is interesting because that would usually it usually comes as a byproduct of, of oil. Here's the things that I, I see happening. We have cut our uh, drilling in Permian, probably a million barrels taken out. Uh, but, David, what matters, yep. the Chinese are ordering again. People are playing it as if it's copper. Copper's up. But as Phil LeBeau says, there are, it's not green shoots in autos. It's just outright buying in autos. Now, CarMax reported this morning that there's a part that is locked down, not that good. But then they're saying since the lockdown's over, business is strong. David, cars are a very big part of our economy, and they've been in the doldrums for about seven years. This would be rather amazing if we actually led with gasoline buying. But it's possible CDC says no carpooling. And obviously, mass transit has become what a lot of people fear more than anything else when it comes to COVID. They can rally together and find that the numbers aren't so bad, but you take the subway, holy cow. So there is a chance that our own driving is going to drive gasoline up. At Brian Sullivan yeah, doing amazing stuff, by the yesterday. way. Venezuela now produced yeah. the largest, world's largest uh, reserves, uh, 450,000 barrels. That's amazing. It's amazing. What do you mean it's amazing? What's well, amazing? They've, they've gone down from 3 million barrels a day to 450,000 barrels okay, a day. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay, and just Mexico's to make not sure doing much. Yeah, but that's been, that's been going on for quite some time. Oh, I mean, absolutely. The trend line is like this. But I, I'm just saying yeah. that, that you're not uh, the Russia, Russia and the, and uh, Russia and the Saudis are no longer doing the most stupid thing that you and I have ever seen. I mean, they were like day trading down. I mean, think about it. It was like, who could drive uh, oil lower? They got to minus 37. I think that's going to be the benchmark, David, of of bad ideas, of ill-advised price wars. Minus 37. You don't think we're going to see a... (laughs) 
You don't think we're going to see a low below minus 37? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, went I to, doubt it I as went well. to Mike Worth from Chevron. I said, where were you? Couldn't you have been there at a dollar or maybe minus a dollar? And he said, but Jim, we don't move that fast. Uh, Chevron, does, Chevron doesn't move that fast. True, but Chevron is the one that still uh, preserved the dividend. Uh, David Oxy, yep. that's, that's just that's Fed chief pal, right? Yeah. Because they're lot, yep. they have a lot that, of debt. That, Do you think Fed chief pal is going to go with the Carnival Cruise refinance? Is he a cruiser? Liquidity. I don't know. I, you know, I, yeah, Powell Capital Management, whether they're going to see some value in those Carnival and the Carnival, what, equity or bonds? They haven't moved into the equity markets yet. Let's hope that never happens. No. Although, frankly, you could argue, of course, playing on the debt side does have, and we see it, does have an impact uh, significantly on the, on, the, on the equity side as well. There's yeah. a look at the cruise lines. Carnival, of course, yesterday uh, reported numbers. Um, as you pointed out, they probably should go out there, you said, and raise more equity right. at this level, given they did it 10 points lower. Yeah. But, David, remember, these are day traders' uh, favorites, okay? And it's roulette. Remember, the day traders do not play. Uh, it's chance they play. They don't play skill. And the day, the, uh, it looks like they came up green today, not red. It, could All it right. be that but stupid? Yesterday, you made an impassioned yes. play. Yesterday, you made an impassioned plea on, on the part of some of these same investors saying, why not? Aren't they allowed to make money? And, they, and, they, and implicitly criticizing well, I, some I, of the older hands who have a hard time with valuation in this market, Jim. Not that you can blame them I, because I, they've seen this movie before and they perhaps have a sense as to how it ends. And yet you also do criticize those same. Well, I same wish they did a little traders. more work. What I'm saying is, is that that if you adopted uh, Peter Lynch's work, Peter Lynch said you can beat us because you can be focused and you can see things and we can't. We were looking at a lot of different stocks. That attitude, which was for most of my career, the attitude of professionals has been washed away by professionals who do nothing but tell you how stupid you are. Now, I see the cruise ships and I say, yeah, that is not that. That's not investing. That's some sort of that's a casino game. But I'm saying that individuals who see Apple and decided to own, not trade, or Netflix, or uh, Alphabet, uh, or Facebook, have done really well. And all they had to do was ask their kids, what are you doing? I mean, when this TikTok deal comes, it's obviously it's owned by another company. Yeah, David, that's going to be a huge one. And they know it because the kids enormous. all use TikTok. That's what they, yeah, no, that's what no. they do. TikTok is going to be enormous. It is owned by ByteDance, but basically the company is TikTok. Originally with that purchase of Musical.ly, but what they have done there has been nothing short of extraordinary. Of course, as we pointed out, Kevin Mayer. Why do we talk about it? Because they think it'd have $150 billion value out of the box. Maybe. I mean, that's not that's not hyperbole either, Jim. I think it's it, actually, it, it will immediately know, become low. one of the larger media companies. Right. You, you think that may even be low. Right. Yeah. And I think so, if an individual buys uh, and, TikTok, they could do well. That's different from buying Carnival. Carnival is a creditor is. stock. That's just a creditor stock. But, David... There are people who don't understand the credit side. Those are the ones who really should be in index funds. They should. Right. If you don't understand that there's another side, if you don't understand the difference between a bond and a stock, that's a fabulous uh, candidate for an index fund. But if you do and you can isolate which one's best, in this case, Norwegian has the fewest. You can go look it up. COVID incidences, which is one of the reasons why I have highlighted it. And the others is because I convinced my wife to take a trip on Norwegian, which was subsequently canceled by Mr. COVID. Okay. Right. Right. And by the way, the SEC seemed to take your point of view when it comes to that, uh, because uh, Hertz is not going to be able to sell stock. That 
happened late later yesterday, of course, as you saw, after we heard from the SEC chairman right. that uh, they were reviewing things more closely, perhaps, than we had been led to believe originally. And no longer hurts uh, going to be able to raise any equity from the fact that its equity trades so rapidly these days. Well, look, I, I think that that was... Uh, a good idea. Remember, this SEC had always said sunlight is the best disinfectant. But is it a good disinfectant on a corpse? I mean, I, I think it was just a I, Mr. Clayton. Well, you know, is, you is, can I, be mostly dead, Jim. Yeah, he's you can mostly be like dead. in The Princess Bride. Do, do you, you think can be Mr. mostly dead? Is Mr. Clayton going to look into what happened to that poor soul in Nebraska? Is he going to look into what happened? Um, I have no idea. I have no idea, Alexander Keems. I have no idea. Uh, it's a very unfortunate story. Um, Jim, uh, we're going to take a quick break, I think. Uh, we want to check in with Meg Terrell on Meg's the latest on, on the virus in the U.S. We is also want to talk Apple. Which you one mentioned is it, it JJ, briefly. who is it? Who is it? The day no, traders want to know. We're going to just get an update. We're going to get an update the on, day on right uh, now, those David states are going that are all in every surge. vaccine, betting that Meg is going to highlight one of them. Actually, there is some news on an oral antiviral that I shall, will share along uh, at for some general? point. From from, uh, no, no, I, I, you know the the Eli one that Lilly. Merck is in the process of licensing from Ridgeback. No, again, the only oral antiviral that's actually out there for treating the potential disease early in its stage. Remember, all of these other ones are infused. No, huh. um, and they are moving into uh, to human trials. They've begun them with people who. Wow. The virus. All right, I see DraftKings. DraftKings got it. DraftKings says it's going to be uh, Regeneron. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to talk about Apple as well after the break. Of course, an upgrade this morning, uh, and also some pressure being applied to the company in terms of its what they say hardball tactics. Its critics say hardball tactics in the App Store. A lot more squawk on the street for you as we get ready for an opening bell. Of course, you can see we are set up on this Friday for a significantly higher open for backup. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back. Well, as promised, let's get to Meg Terrell right now for an update on where we stand in terms of the virus in various states, particularly those that are seeing a surge in new cases. Meg. Hi, David. Well, not great news overall. The United States yesterday reported about 27,000 new cases, and the seven-day average, after declining since April, is now rising again. So the 27,000 yesterday is up for about from about 24,000 on Wednesday. That says 21,000, but it should say 27,000 yesterday. The percent positive rate, the number of people testing positive out of the total number tested, also starting to edge higher on a national level, now above 5% again nationwide. Um, if you look at the number of deaths reported, those continue to come down on the seven-day average trend, uh, now to about 625, according to Evercore ISI, versus 800 a week ago and 1,300 a month ago. Unfortunately, though, these numbers do lag the new case numbers by a few weeks, so epidemiologists are saying those could start to come up uh, as, uh, as well. But that's the macro view. So if you look down at different parts of the country, they are moving in dramatically different directions. And the hotspots that we're seeing, of course, are in Arizona, Texas, Texas, 
Florida, California yesterday also reporting a record number of new cases. The cities that are seeing the fastest doubling of cases are Phoenix at 12 days, Tampa, Orlando, San Antonio, and Austin. Uh, there are also areas of the country that are starting to really slow down. Uh, Detroit, New Haven, Worcester, New York City, and Bridgeport. Those really starting to see uh, the fastest recoveries, guys, but a tale of two countries right now. David? Yeah, and sort of a reverse of what we saw in the earlier stages, as you point out, Meg, of course, with the Northeast seeing significant declines and parts, as you've said, of the South and West seeing uh, increases. We're going to be watching it closely, Meg, uh, and always appreciate your help in doing so. Thank you, uh, Meg Terrell. Jim, um, movie theaters, of course, figure into that conversation in terms of what people are willing to do and when they're willing to do it in terms right. of the reopening. You had uh, AMC's CEO, Adam Aaron, as a guest last night. Uh, let's take a listen to what he had to say. We've gotten uh, current and former faculty of nothing less than the Harvard University School of Public Health. We're consulting scientists and experts. We have a comprehensive array of cleaning protocols. And we're not just relying on social distancing or seat capacity limitations or even intensified cleanings. We're investing millions and millions of dollars in high-tech solutions to sanitizing, disinfecting, and cleaning our theaters. Jim, can this company survive as currently constructed, well, you know, know, even with the Fed's help? I know it needs money. Uh, I know that there was a lot of criticism that uh, Adam did not say that, that you need masks. Uh, you know, I've been thinking that masks are the best thing we have, actually really the only thing we have other than social distancing. Uh, the Can they survive? Interesting enough, Adam was saying that, look, we average about 17 uh, percent occupancy per uh, per night. But that's, I think, illusory, because what happens is it, the, all the tickets are sold over the weekend. I think it's a great question. When the, I think that's that's what's on the table, David, because uh, the creditors yeah. are angry. Uh, I the big screen has won a lot of people over at home, but there's still people who do want to go out. Uh, the dispute is not solved yet with our parent, uh, but Disney has a good release no. coming out. Warner has a good release. I think we'll actually know very quickly. I think we'll know in three months. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, of course, the problem in part here is the debt load, as we pointed out. Yeah. Uh, having leverage going through this period, being in a industry like this or in other related industries, travel, leisure, has been very difficult, uh, Jim. And then, there, as you point out, there's this... Not requiring people to wear masks, right. uh, which would seem to will go against certainly some of the recommendations that, that we've got out there in terms of how people should behave in indoor spaces. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I, look, I'm a mask guy. I understand that the movie theaters make a lot of money off of uh, uh, popcorn candy. Uh, well, that requires you to eat, which means the mask is inconvenient. Uh, I think that uh, you need everybody to wear a mask in order for masks to work. Uh, and you didn't get that. So the New York Times talked about it today. Uh, uh, the main story they had is not about the debt or that the reopening, but it's the criticized for comments about the mass. And I think that's a major issue. That's what, going forward. It's going to be all about the mass and why our country doesn't wear. Well, some parts of the country do and other parts are choosing right. not to. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jim, we're going to get back to talking some stocks, in particular the largest market cap company that we currently have, of course, Apple, an upgrade this morning, as well as some controversy involving the App Store. Uh, Jim and I will uh, bat that around a bit. we got an opening bell coming up as well. Uh, Ten minutes from now, we are set up for a higher open. You also see in the 
corner of your screen there. Oil uh, hitting perhaps as high as 40 on WTI. That's an important story as well. A lot more Squawk on the Street coming back. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Well, it's been a, a rebound of a week after, of course, uh, losses last week, at least if you own stocks. Uh, you can see the S&P poised for a far higher open when we get started with trading seven minutes from now. Welcome back. Hey, Jim, the company that you're going to feature on the Mad Dash has a market cap that is bigger than Nicola's again. So it's got that going for it. David, one of the top 10 traded stocks on Robinhood is Ford Motor. And it's been a dog, frankly. But this morning, J.P. Morgan raises its price target from, from, seven, from $6, David, to 7 That's, of course, an 11% move. And they say this thing is poised to rally. All the autos, they're saying, even the auto parts, they're saying even GM. Why? Because of everything that Phil LeBeau has been giving us. There is an upturn in auto sales. Now, it's off of a lower base, but you know, David, the way things work, it's year over year. And Ford Motor is going to go higher. And I think this is a breakout for Ford. They're unveiling a new 150. That's their uh, bell cow. And this is a, an incredible moment because we're going, we're are, are in a recession. Classically, you're supposed to sell these stocks. But this is, again, that whole process of needing a car to get to work because all the other methods are COVID-related. Ford Motor, Yeah, David. one can only imagine. I know, Ford Motor, but I mean, it does put you in mind of the potential traffic that's going to ensue in, in major metropolitan areas if people are not using mass transit. You know, not even just New York and the subway, but Metro North and the Long Island Railroad and then in other, other major cities as well, Jim. Everybody's just going to be driving into the city center? Yes, I, I, I have no doubt unless we continue to have uh, the rules of, uh, of where you can stay at home if you want to. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a difficult time. I mean, people this is going to reverse a trend that had been going on for a long time as they raised the price of the tolls in New York. Uh, people are afraid of mass transit. And until mass transit comes up with some sort of ultraviolet way of killing all of COVID, David, used cars, new cars, trucks, anything, anything will do. Ford Motor, David, I'll see these guys seven and I'll go to eight. I think it goes to eight dollars. Really? Yeah, I do. That new 150 is going to be so great. You, right. Well, okay. But used David, cars right now seem to be the focus. Have you ever driven one? Never. No. Oh, no, God. I haven't. How about a 350? How about a Super Duty? Yeah. Ever one of those? No, no, no. I don't know that I've ever driven. I must have driven a pickup oh, truck Oh, David, point, when you're no, in one no. of those, it's like, it's like a Sherman tank, you know? Mm-hmm. You just feel 
big. Got it. Okay. Do you end up talking like this, like you're in a Coors commercial? That's a, that's a Chevy Ford. truck. Oh, that's yeah. a Chevy truck. I'm talking oh, that's about Chevy. Ford. That's the Chevy. Sorry. I don't, David, uh, no yeah, football. No, what no. are they going to do? That's where they advertise. Did you see Dr. Fauci yesterday? Buzz kill Fauci? I did. Talked I, about you have to have everyone in a bubble? No way. I'm not listening to Fauci on football. I'm just I'm earmuffs on that one. Sorry, my friend. Doctor. They're going to have football. They've got to have football. I'm sorry, David. There's All about a college football, professional football. Just Doctor, bubble them up. Bubble Doctor everybody Fauci up. says, how do you Put know they don't come down with this thing during halftime? They're all they're young and they're they're healthy. OK, they're young about, and they're healthy. Did you listen keep to, them, to Dr. Gottlieb talk about how many of the people who are coming down with in Texas are much younger? Yes. Are you, you are just Debbie Downer, aren't you? No, I'm not Debbie Downer. I'm just giving you what I, yeah, I know. Yeah, you are. Oh, stop. I know. Man. No, you know what? I don't mean to get down on you. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're saying, you're saying the facts as they are. I often get accused of the same thing. I should not level that charge. All right, there's the opening bell. There's, some, there's uh, somebody actually wearing, two people wearing a mask. Uh, that's one of them, Stacey Cunningham. I think you can see right there. I like that. Um, and yeah, uh, that was, by the way, Darren Walker in the middle there, president of the Ford Foundation. That's an honor of Ford's one billion dollar social bond for nonprofits. And of course, Juneteenth over at the Nasdaq celebrating its IPO, Genetron Holdings. That's a provider of cancer diagnostic and research services in China. Jim, we should mention we should we should mention Juneteenth, of course, a number of companies uh, uh, across the country. Uh, taking note of it, giving employees the day off as well. Uh, you know, certainly not something we might have anticipated even a few months ago. No, Lincoln's last three days were incredible. When he went to Virginia, Lincoln was ethereal. It's almost hard to believe. Now, of course, uh, the, the hardliners say that, that the Emancipation Proclamation was originally a war document and not a document about equality. Uh, he, wrote the, he wrote it right. many, many times. Uh, one of them is at the Brooklyn Historical Society, where my wife's on the board. And it is amazing to see how he waffled between equality and just and just war items. And it's important to, rec- to recognize that because nobody was immune of uh, of what I regard as bad thoughts about uh, minorities. But but Lincoln was yeah. ahead of his time. As in the we end. take a look there uh, in terms of uh, spending. Um, Darren Walker, who you just saw ringing the opening bell, he in the center there with the mask on. He's president of the Ford Foundation. He was a guest of ours earlier uh, this week, and he talked about the corporate response, Jim, to Juneteenth. Take a listen. They are genuinely uh, distressed. They are hearing from their employees. They're hearing from customers. They're hearing from shareholders. And they are, I believe, going to throw out the old playbook, that old playbook in a crisis like this, you issue platitudes, a statement, you make grants to a couple of black organizations and have a conference call with some black leaders and apologize and get back to business. That playbook will not work in this crisis. And the smart CEOs know this. Boy, is he ever right. And Jim, that question of whether things, yeah, whether things will really change in, in a positive way. Well, I, I thought a seminal moment to speak was when my uh, great friend Ray McGuire, uh, head of M&A at City, you know, uh, real, came on our air banking. Yeah. and uh, basically said, it's done. We're not doing it anymore. It, the, the whole era is done. And Ray is, is someone whom I've revered for, I don't know, for 25 years. 
and there he is saying what I think is going to be the new gospel. And if get on board or go home. And by the way, there will be no home for you. Right. Um, All right. Let's get back to stocks now, Jim. Uh, I've been promising that we'd have a discussion about Apple. So let's do that here. We got an upgrade, but we also have some pretty strong words from critics of the company's uh, actions in terms of the app store. I mean, take a listen, for example, uh, to a guest yesterday on Squawk Alley uh, speaking very forcibly about uh, Apple's tactics. Apple shows up and says, like, unless you give us 30 percent, we're going to bust your kneecaps and burn down your store. I mean, come on, Apple, you don't need to do this. You're a one point five trillion dollar company. You don't need to shake down small uh, software makers. Oh, jeez. I made one of these at the street. We made one of these deals. And you know what? My Nobody came after my kneecaps. You know why? Because it was the greatest thing that ever happened to sales. I mean, that gentleman may be uh, absolutely uh, worried that Apple takes too big a take. uh, But the fact is, is that there are so many small businesses that that what it's not crumbs after Apple takes its 30 percent. It's the greatest thing that happens to your business. So I think that the argument of Tim Cook is a good one, which is that you're nobody unless you're in the store. And yes, I wish there were another store, but and a lot of people fight the store, but it's not worth it to fight it because it's the holy grail to your business. I don't really understand. Do people not see the number? It's empirical what your numbers do when you're in the store. From heaven's sakes, geez, right. kneecaps, kneecaps. But it does give them enormous power because you have to be in the store if you're going to have a business. Well, they got a lot of phones. I mean. Yeah, they got enormous power. What are they supposed to do? Just say, okay, well, listen, we're only going to do 10% because we make a lot of money? I mean, it's a business. And, and, and it helps your business. And the VIG is high, but the but what you get is better than when you advertise somewhere and have no idea what you get. You get a terrific, uh, terrific ROI from Apple. Uh, and look, look, your product may not be that good, and therefore it doesn't sell well, but it, that's a democracy. I, I, I think the App Store is amazing, and I fought it, David. I fought it at the street. I said, no, we're not giving them that. Uh-uh, we're not giving them that. New administration came in and said, listen, this is what we're going to do. And wow. Wow. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, you got to be in it. it. It's kind of like not being right. in Walmart. Do you think Walmart can't call the shots to anybody but Clorox right now? Walmart has had significant ability, of course, given shelf space and everything. But again, eventually it faced significant competition from the likes of Amazon, Jim. I mean, and have gone through that period of time. Well, you can you push know, your product you need on competition, Amazon. right? You need competition. You can, you there can need to be other Alphabet. platforms that people can access. Well, look, Alphabet, you can try to you can figure out, try to figure out the algorithm. You can try to be at the top. Uh, Alphabet's another great way yeah. to do your business. Uh, Amazon advertising. What can I do? It's fine, except for Netflix. Look, there's nothing you can you know, if you want to break up Apple, it would be worth even more. And I don't know why you'd want to do that. And the complainers and they are complainers just must not have the product that that can be uh, that, that will be reached because the Apple store is a phenomenal way for companies that don't have a lot of reach to make a lot of money. It, uh, it right. is right. I, I understood. What, what am and I going to do? Many times I, as I the company that, has about that significantly growing revenue that is recurring, of course, as a result of those subscription services that Apple offers and it becoming a more and more 
or a larger part of their overall overall revenues and willing to pay a higher multiple well, for that's it. Why something the we've been talking about for years and earnings. it continues. Katie Huberty's right. The numbers are going to be much higher. Look, am I like, look, I've said own Apple, don't trade it. But I, I, fought, I did not want to give them the 30%. I thought you could develop your own app and build it, they would come. David, you build it, they don't come. You build it, you put it on the app store, they're there. It right. works. You, you got to access. Sorry. You got to go where the customers are. You right. got to go where the yes. customers are. I mean, right. it's on, like you got to be the in stock itself. Business. I'm sorry. Yep. On the stock itself, we did mention Jeffrey's uh, upgrading or, or increasing its price right, target. I right. think it's uh, three. Uh, yeah. To four oh five from three seventy upside scenario, four twenty five. They're saying they're feeling incrementally confident in Apple's opportunity with the 5G cycle as they uh, again, this analyst saying analyze new data and take a pulse on the upside drivers. Oh, jeez, Upside drivers. The upside drivers, Jim. Well, D- yeah. David, I mean, we're in some in amazing mode. I mean, we have they, a bit. Yeah, they feel I, better I the about bit, their ability like, to hold. Yeah. You see Microsoft yeah, about to take price. out 200? They feel better about their. Yeah, I do. They, the, the Jeffries feels better about their ability to hold retail price, apparently, on the phones. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I also think there's a piece to speak about how India is going to get better. Uh, the the mm-hmm. there's a uh, there was a piece by Morgan Stanley about how people have nothing to do at home, so they go to the app store and look what's going on. And they do some buying. Uh, we're in a moment, David, which I am sure, I mean, like Jeremy Grantham was calling, what, just talking about this as being a terrible bubble. I come back and I say, it is what it is. You can call it whatever you want, but if you own Costco and you didn't like it and you were nervous, hit the darn 300 bid, okay? Hit it a million times. No one's keeping you in the stock. Facebook yesterday did, did a no. great thing for uh, minorities in Facebook shops, uh, you know, offering, making, offering some deals, and you know, it didn't really get mentioned. I looked at it. I think that's, that's going to be great business. That's great business for Facebook because it's doing something that's great business for stores owned by minorities. And I, you know, you've got to look at these things and say, this is incremental positive. I don't know. I, maybe I'm too positive. Spotify at 240. Spotify. Was it 140 like five days ago? Wow, I, there, there's a name. It's funny that I had not, I had not looked at in a bit. Yeah, Spotify up another almost seven percent, Jim, to 240, as you say. I mean, it wasn't that long ago we had we had Daniel join us. Daniel Eck, of course, company's founder, CEO. That was sort of the beginning, I he guess, of when we were all working. He gave you a roadmap. Well, he some told of you us he was going to have celebrities doing podcasts, yep. and that's what they got. Yep. And now they got the car back. David Tesla over a thousand. We haven't even mentioned Tesla, and it's nine forty. No. So I'm so I apologize to the American public, uh, but there are just <laughs> stocks that that are. I am sure the 1999 I, crowd is saying, "Well, that's what we have here." But I come back and I just say, "Look, if the Fed is backstopping everything, then it's very difficult for a stock to get crushed." Carnival should should Carnival really be alive after what happened in Yokohama? Well, I don't know. But there we go. Man, your point's a good one. And, you know, I like that, the 99 crowd. I mean, obviously, having lived through it and reported on it uh, endlessly during that period of time, not just 99, but 96, 97, 98. Remember, 96 was Greenspan. Irrational. Uh, irrational exuberance. And yeah. then we had another three and a half, four years of it before we finally uh, hit our highs in, what, March of 2000. Well, David, people um, didn't like the right, Kroger Spotify call. How about that? People didn't like the Kroger call. No. I yeah. liked the Kroger call. No. I spoke to Rodney McMullen. I, I, I thought Kroger had a good quarter. But that's one that's down. Yep. We can highlight stocks that are down. It is. 
right? We can, although the IPO market and then the market for these special purpose acquisition corporations is showing signs of enthusiasm. I think there's some enthusiasm there, wouldn't you say, Jim? Oh, completely. Uh, I, uh, Martin Franklin did one, remember, with Quality Serve with uh, Burger King. That was a terrific one. Yep. Maybe, you, maybe you get the right one and you make a lot of money. You, uh, you know, you David, right, I've been working, I have been working on Clorox. Yeah. Do you know that Clorox has okay. this business now where you get approval and work with Clorox? AMC, they have a deal with Clorox. United Airlines deal with Clorox because, of course, uh, uh, bleach uh, kills. You know, you know, COVID's really powerful. Bleach is more powerful. Right. Don't drink it. No. Don't no. put it in any orifices. Don't do that. No, I, I once wiped my face with one of those wipes. Holy cow. <laughs> that was an accident. Eye. You didn't mean to. You thought, it was an accident. Yeah, you thought you had it. You were, my yeah, travel trust owns Clorox, David. Clorox is going much higher because this new, pro- this new program they have, when you work with Clorox, it's the mm-hmm. seal of approval because everybody knows that if it's Clorox, then, then COVID's dead. COVID's right. history. It ain't shedding if there's Clorox. Nope. And there it is, up 42% this year. You mentioned Tesla. It's worth coming back to briefly, uh, Jim, just because the market value at this point is $187 billion. To put that in perspective, it is bigger than our parent company, Comcast. It is? Wow. Uh, at $183 billion. Yeah, but how many cars did we sell in China? Uh, yeah, not that many. Right. Not that many, but we seem to be doing a pretty good job bringing broadband to the masses. Well, we've got... Uh, By the way, the key Premier? product... Will re- talking on and on the about the reason Premier. I'm here with you right now. Thank God for broadband and Wi-Fi. Yeah, look, I mean, sports are coming think of back. Zoom calls without a broadband world. Yeah, sports are coming Excuse back me? with fake. With, well, Wilf is telling me that this, you know, he likes his. Uh, what is he like? Liverpool? Is he, no, he likes Arsenal. He says, "Look, Premier sports, is back." I don't know. You saw you saw Dish Dish drop the NFL Network. You know, uh, you were mentioning the NFL earlier. Uh, we're getting there now. Remember, I had said that the key time would come in late June, early July for a lot of the distributors to make decisions as to whether they were done having their subscribers pay the fees for these channels, whether they be the RSNs or ESPN or other sports networks as well, Jim, when there's no sports. Uh, I guess we're going to get the NBA back in some form. Major League Baseball continues to look Iffy, I guess. Maybe it's a 50 day. Well, 50 the, the owners game want season. too much versus the players. Yeah. Uh, look, I think that um, that there's, this market's up in spite of, uh, and maybe there's gambling money that's being that's actually being from sports to stocks. Can you believe it? No, gambling. I'm shocked. Yeah, it's a, it's shocked. shocked. David, we haven't even talked Micron. We've got a, a very major okay, talk uh, to Micron. price Tell me. bump, Micron. And Micron is the backbone, of course, of, of all tech. And when you see, anytime you see Micron up, it's a good reason to be able to go buy AMD. It's a good reason to buy NVIDIA and XPI. You can buy Texas Instruments. You can buy Qualcomm. You can buy Corvo. David, you can buy analog devices. It gives you the license to buy every tech stock. And that's why, Mike, that's why tech is being sent up because of this Micron call. Uh, and what can I say? Uh, uh, this is a Wells Fargo. Not a lot of inventory being built. Very positive. So you'll see all the tech stocks run that are in. Yep. Except, you know, except for uh, Qualcomm ran yesterday, earlier this week. But, David, these calls are having – David, analyst calls are being more, are more meaningful than I've seen in ages. Ages. Yeah. What do you make of that? Well, they're just following – 
I think they're just following here and coming up with reasons as to why. You know that. Just figure out a reason to stay positive. Yeah. It's um, all right. Let's. We got a. Yeah. We got the Nasdaq comp up over 11 percent for the year. Almost 12 percent actually oh, at this point. Geez. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Bob, is it also quadruple witching? Yeah. That's right. And uh, that's we're going to see a lot of in fact, we've seen huge volume right at the open because part of the quad, which happens at the open part of it happens at the close. Uh, let me just get to the markets right now uh, and we'll get to the quad, which we're up three percent for the week. But it's been very choppy the last six or seven trading sessions. We're basically trying to figure out what the glide path is for getting out into the reopening. And it's still not exactly clear, but great day for energy stocks. Boy, we're finally over forty dollars. Now, that happened only once before since March. So we'll see if you can get over 40. But energy's having a good day. Uh, Jim was talking about the semis, you know, Micron raised, I think $65 was the price target over at Wells Fargo. Uh, banks were up today, retail transports, but they're still all underperforming those cyclical groups here. Oil's up today. Uh, these are the high beta oil stocks like Marathon and Apache are on the upside, uh, but they're all still generally underperforming for the week. These cyclical stocks, though, uh, I want to just note growth is still where it's at, Jim correctly pointing out the semis have had a fantastic week. Uh, Companies like Lamb and uh, uh, Applied Materials, uh, you know, are doing really well overall. Qualcomm's up, and this is even before the open. Uh, Some other ones like PayPal and Salesforce also having a good week. The value stocks, I know that this is a thing, but they give a couple days of outperformance and then they just fall back again. So value is still generally underperforming the rest of the market. What's value? It's banks, it's energy, it's industrials, it's retail stocks. Still generally underperforming the market. David mentioned the quadruple, which, and that's happening. This is the quarterly expiration of stock and index options and stock and index futures. Happens four times a year, usually the biggest volume days of the year. We're also getting the S&P 500 rebalancing today. And some of the ETFs around the S&P are also rebalancing. What does all this mean? Well, it means you're going to get heavy volume around a, a few stocks, including everybody's favorite, Apple. Buybacks continue, folks. Apple's keeping still buying back stocks. So they're going to reduce their weighting in the S&P 500. You're going to get a lot of uh, activity at the close around that. Remember, the object is don't move the price. Move the volume, but don't move the price because there's nothing really fundamentally going on here. They're just slightly reducing the weighting in the S&P. Amazon also out there. eBay's also uh, going to uh, see some significant activity. Finally, I just want to note the IPO market is just hot, hot, hot. IPO ETF is another historic high today. Finally, finally, we're getting Albertsons. Eight months been waiting for this. The big uh, supermarket chain, uh, uh, grocery store chain. They're kicking off their roadshow. They'll be pricing tentatively next Thursday for trading at the NYC on Friday. Uh, this will be one of the biggest IPOs of the year. Obviously, we're not through, so it's not clear how big it is. Uh, remember that IPO ETF at historic high. And look at some of these ETFs and how, uh, excuse me, these IPOs and how they're doing recently. Zoom videos had a great month. Beyond Me, DocuSign, CrowdStrike, Moderna. Uh, the, the, the market is very interested uh, in recently produced uh, companies for, for public trading. And we'll see that and see how Albertsons does. Uh, of course, uh, David, you know, this company's been around a long, long time. Yes. Uh, conglomeration yes. of a number of different companies that are out there. Safeway and Albertsons, yep. Uh, leverage buyouts, they're bringing it back. And your point's a good one on the IPOs. I mean, Warner Music also and Royalty Pharma, another two, Bob, that have done extremely well since they since they hit the public market. Yeah, and you would think like the LBOs, that's a, a little bit of a tougher sell given all the debt levels that are out there for them. But the appetite is is really noticeable for IPOs. It's been They've been strong right across the board regardless of, of what type of IPO you're talking about. Yep. 
and some bigger ones potentially coming in the fall as well. Palantir, perhaps, with a large investment from a Japanese insurer, by the way. Uh, perhaps going to be a direct listing, Palantir. Bob, thank you. Let's take a quick break. Okay. A lot more squawk in the street right after this. California, Arizona, Florida, and Texas all reporting spikes in new coronavirus cases. Despite the rising number of new cases, Disneyland is set to reopen on July 17th with visitors needing reservations, masks, and social distancing. Some workers, though, asking for a delay. A dozen unions that represent about 17,000 Disneyland employees wrote a letter to Governor Gavin Newsom on Thursday saying it is still unsafe to reopen the park. Add to that, Jim, you've got uh, Wells Fargo out this morning talking about above average pandemic exposure. And while they say they have a positive view, um, they are still concerned or more pessimistic than most in the potential length and depth of the pandemic and its impact on park operations. Yeah, it's a good piece. They try to guess at the margins, the domestic margins that we're talking about are 33 uh, percent. That's a lot of money. I mean, obviously, uh, the parks are just a gold mines and. Uh, they say beware parks plus production challenges. I read the piece. My Chapel Trust owns it. It, it made me feel queasy. Uh, at the same time, if you think that there's going to be a vaccine, uh, this is a Meg Terrell stock, then it's going to 160. So this is a kind of binary vaccine play after I read this piece. Yeah. They raised they raised capital at a furious pace, uh, what, 17 billion or more in debt. Good CFO there, David. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they felt like they had to as well. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll get uh, I think we'll go do have time for a stop trading with Jim. A lot more right ahead. It's been a good week for uh, shares of direct broadcast satellite and wireless company, or at least potentially Dish Network. You can see up almost 14 percent leads the week to date S&P gainers. Marathon Petroleum reengaging, according to the journal, in the potential sale of its Speedway division is another strong performer on the week. Time for Stop Trading. Aptive PLC is the name, Jim. Yes. Uh, my great friend Stephanie Link has talked endlessly about Aptive, uh, APTV. It's up to today. This is an auto parts company. She says it's not done. And uh, Stephanie's got an amazing track record. I absolutely love her at halftime. Uh, she worked with me for many, many years. So instead of just buying Ford, maybe you'd be a little more creative and you buy this vehicle parts company, Aptive. All right. And now I'm going to go uh, catch plans? some clowns. You... Yeah, I heard you talking to the uh, squawk crew about it. Yeah, You're going I'm, going to go, fishing. I'm going for doormats, and I'm going for dinner. And if they, do, of course, I throw back if they're too small. But uh, this is one of the this fishing on Father's Day, David. That's it. That's heaven. Okay. Even during the pandemic. Do you... I'm glad to hear it. It's you got to get out there and do some things. Are you I just going to be sad mask, on the pandemic? No. Is it kind of even sadder than ever? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I, I listen to you. I always want you to be like, you know, but the pandemic has got to you. you I'm good. I'm good. Are I'm, you? you know, yeah. I'm promise right. me. Yeah, I'm okay. Because that sweater that I you promise. wore earlier this week, burn it. <laughs> was, I want that sweater that burned. Week. That was last week. You it's a do, nice sweater. You do Come a on, campfire man. on Saturday. You can go sing John Denver and you burn <laughs> that darn sweater. All right. It should keep I'm you warm for about, about a week. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. 
like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.